Welcome in to a simply scintillating episode of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are Kyle and Seth. Boys, how we doing? Big pod today. Excited for the playoffs. We're finally here. We've made it. Our so life our... culminates in this moment. <laughs> it wasn't when his child was birthed, of course. It's the start of the NBA playoffs, which happen every year. <laughs> Uh, so this, we're recording this on Tuesday, 4-12, central. Uh, currently we're watching the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers in their playing game, which Brooklyn is winning as we speak. Um, and the playoffs themselves started a week from, I think Saturday, I believe they start. And we have our playoff preview and our NBA end of season awards. So this is going to be a barn burner of a podcast. I mean, everyone strap in, get your strap on, get strapped in, and let's get ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Seth, how distracted are you going to be during this podcast with the game going on? No more than I am on the average podcast. Usually he's baking some sort of pie, so. Actually, I have a pot pie in the oven as we speak. Leftovers from the other night. Wow. It was a great – I think it was your best, actually. I don't say that lightly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, man, I'm excited for these playoffs. How about you guys? I think it's uh, – I want to say it's – I want to feel like it's wide open on both sides, on both conferences. But at the same time, when I think about it, I don't know. I feel like Phoenix is – kind of the clear cut in the Western conference to make the finals. But I think the East is more wide open than it's probably ever been. Yeah. I mean, at least we don't have, there are so many years there where it's like, all right, Warriors Cavs, here we go again. All right. It's going to be the Miami heat. You know, let's see who comes out. I think it's pretty wide open and, you know, I agree that Phoenix is a prohibitive favorite to make it out of the West, but who knows? Chris Paul, it's a proclivity for injuries. So, you know, that could always open things up. We'll see what happens. In the East, it is wide open, as you say. And we're watching one of the, <laughs> the title favorite in the beginning of the year playing a play-in game right now. So I think we'll see how that still, goes. Like the third best odds to win the title. It's absolutely despicable, honestly. But I mean, we've never seen anything like it, right? There's a star yeah. player on a team barely played most of the year and then as soon as he came back within like what a few weeks, the other star player, one of the best players in the league was out then for like two months. I mean, we've seen something exactly like it last year when the Lakers were the seventh seed and they lost in the first round, which I think the Nets will this year. You know, at a certain point you are who you are, despite maybe having one of the greatest players in the league, you know, very similar situation, but we shall see. Um, Before we really get, too deep into the playoffs here. Let's go over our NBA end of season awards because the people crave it. They want to know what we think because our vote matters, right? So let's go over all NBA first. I was telling you guys uh, before recording, offline, you might say, off the line, that this actually turned out to be easier than I thought it would be to do the all NBA teams. So as we know, there are positional designations, which Kyle, it's a positionless league. Why do they even have it? Am I right? I know. But you need three front court players and two guards. Okay. So here's what I have for my first two teams. And you guys might agree exactly. You can tell me. Okay. First team, Jokic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Luca, and Booker. Second team, Embiid, Durant, DeMar DeRozan, my firstborn son, Steph and Jonathan Morant. Now, I think if you want to put Jokic and Embiid as their true positions, um, that's pretty much how your team's going to shake out. I think, like, basically the injuries to KD, John, Steph made this really easy. Way easier than when we checked in, like, two months ago and we're like, we don't know who the fuck's going to make first team. You know, since then, we had KD come back and then we had John, Steph miss time. So, I, I really think that Shake struck out well. You could um, put Jokic and Embiid first team because they are eligible forward. I decided not to, but 
I won't look at you funny if you do. I mean, the league lets you do that, despite neither one Wait, really playing for Did you say it. you didn't have Jokic first team? I did, yeah. I had him beat second. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So and you had Ja you... on, the sec- on the second team? Yeah. Gotcha. Do you guys agree with the, those uh, first two teams? Yes. Seth's gone, but I assume he agrees. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I think it makes the most sense you know, regardless of what the NBA is allowing you to do, if they're going to have positions next to the players' names, we should have them by the position that they play and not a made-up position that they don't play. Yeah. Uh, and I think when you look at the history of the league, right, you know, going back to Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, like the two of them were never both on the first team because they play the same position. You just got to pick one. So I agree with that decision yeah i hope eventually they get rid of positions or give you a wild card or something because it is kind of silly that i mean is it silly i don't know it is kind of silly that someone who might get second in mvp voting doesn't make the first team you know like he's kind of getting punished because there's only one center spot but there's two forward spots and two guard spots you know what i'm saying so Something probably needs to be done about that. History be damned. What a bucket by Darius Garland, might I say. You may. Uh, third team gets a little interesting. Here's what I have. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I have Cat at center, or forward in this case. Uh, LeBron, Pascal Siakam, Trey Young, and CP3. Uh, I think it would I be agree. Butler, Jimmy Butler, or Bam if they hadn't gotten injured for most of the year on this third team. Do you guys agree with the inclusion of LeBron despite his team obviously being disappointing? Sorry, wait, one second. Who was your last two that you said? Siakam and who? My last two were Trey and CB3. If you're including my last three, it would be Pascal, Trey, and CB3. I'm in agreement. Surprising. Do you have a center in the third team? Cat. Were you listening at all? No. No. <laughs> Taking a pie. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So do you think, you know, after the rant I just made about positions, is it unreasonable to put towns at forward? No, I don't think so. I put, um, yeah, I put towns at forward and Gobert at center on third team. And I love Gobert was never touching an all NBA team on my list. So (laughs) that's because you're biased. And you left out Siakam, you said? Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I think Rudy, Jimmy, and Bam are the, the first three out. And Donovan Mitchell, it should be said, but the guard is so tough. I'd probably have Bam over Siakam, too, if I... Bam just missed so much time, though. Yeah, yeah, true. And Pascal has been honestly nuts, dude. <laughs> Insane, honestly. Like, he's been the star of that team. This is the the Siakam we expected him to be after not after what was that the bubble? Yeah, no, it was was um, the year year of the bubble, the year year before the the year of our bubble. (laughs) Uh, no, it was like that year that they won the title. I mean, he was really coming on, and then after that year, we thought he'd take over the mantle. That was the year before the bubble, right? (laughs) Yeah, pre bubble. I mean, he's averaging 23, 8, and 5. Um, and certainly more than that over since like November. Yeah, he's like almost 30 points per game in the last month of the season. Yeah. Um, so, and he played 68 games, which these days is like playing 84. How many games did Bam play? Do we know? I could look. Look it up. I want to say it was like 50 something, 56. So, right on that level. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's crazy to put Bam in, though. 56. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, first two teams pretty set. You can argue for, for Gobert, Butler, Bam, Donnie on that last team. Uh, MVP. Now, this is a year where I really don't have a problem with any of three players being picked. I think it's cut and dry, but... Would you like to make your cut and dry case? It's Jokic. 
What more do you need me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the man had the first ever 2,000 point, 1,000 rebound, 500 assist season. <laughs> and the game of his life. <laughs> with all of that, he was the only player in the league to be in top 10 of points, rebounds, and assists per game. Where you know, the Nuggets I, would not even, they wouldn't even sniff the 12th seed in the West. They would be below it. There's not even, that's not possible, <laughs> but they would if he wasn't there. Yo, they, to back up your point, Verno uh, on the pod the other day said that <laughs> the Nuggets with Jokic on the floor play like a 62 win team and with him off the floor they play like a 17 win team so literally exactly what you're saying they're the Phoenix Suns with them on the court they're the Houston Rockets without him yeah that's all you need right there right exactly now let me let me play devil's advocate because I knew everyone was gonna say Jokic so I went with Giannis do I believe in it wholeheartedly no you actually went with Giannis or just the devil's advocate part of you went with Giannis I'm a man of many parts and <laughs> and no principles. Uh, let me just make the case for Giannis. I don't agree with it, but go ahead. 30, 12, and 6. Cool. Up to 72% from the free throw line. The best defender of the league, in my opinion. How many seconds with each free throw shot? Down, actually. Not as many anymore. He has gotten faster with that. Um, third seed in the East. Three more wins than Jokic. Congratulations. I can't even make the own case that I'm trying to make right now. <laughs> I do feel like kind of – I'm kind of sick of, like, the MVP losing in the first round. Like, it's going to happen again. When Jokic wins, they're going to lose to the Warriors in the first round. Think so, so? Yeah. We don't even know when St- if Steph's going to be healthy when he comes back. He might not even play the first game. You think the Nuggets are going to win that series? I could see it. Is Draymond fully healthy? Yeah, Jeremy looks good. I guess he's been playing, right? I don't know. I think it – I'm just – you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I think it's closer than we think. It's not going to be like a sweep or anything. I think it goes at like six games probably. We don't know yeah, the I, health status of Steph. No, no. They said I it's really going to come down to minutes before the first game to even know if he's playing that game. Yeah. I just prefer my MVP to come from one of the best teams, and I understand that there are extenuating circumstances this year with – Jokic's team being terrible because two of their top three players are out. And I understand that, like, by the term most valuable, like I said, they literally would be the Houston Rockets without him. So I get all that. But I don't know. There's just no – there's no best player in the best team argument this year, right? You know, you're not going to take Booker. Um, you're not going to take – Who's even the best team in the East? The Heat? Like, you're not going to take Jimmy or Bam. But sometimes it just feels weird to pick a six seed, I guess. Does that make any sense? Yeah, of course it feels weird to pick a six seed, but it's undeniable what he accomplished this year. So, yeah, I mean, especially given that the seeding was so jumbled up this year where so many teams below Phoenix are within a few games of each other, you know, it, it's really a very respectable six seed relative to other seasons, I think. And yeah, like we've all said, he had the best season definitively and he's better than Embiid and Giannis. Well, I guess if it was like a playoff series, just who's better and beater or Jokic or Giannis. I think that's up for debate, but I think Jokic definitely had a better season, but I do have Giannis second and Embiid third because I'm biased like that. I haven't beat third as well. I don't know what the case for him as much is really. I would think that it's, it's one of those great times of the league where we don't know who the best player in the league is. Right. You know, I think you could say Giannis or Jokic, you could say KD. Right. Um, but I think Giannis is going to have that best team argument, best player in the best team argument. I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem with Jokic winning it either. Or Jokic or Giannis, really. 
but I think Jokic is going to end up winning, and that's our boy, so we won't mind at all. Uh, what about? Should we move on to all the words that we hate <laughs> that we don't know the meaning of? I guess rookie of the year is pretty. It's that's one that we do know the meaning of. We're watching yeah. one candidate right now, Evan Mobley. Uh, some people are saying he's the worst Mobley brother. What? <laughs> Who's saying that? <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think for rookie of the year? I would say it's between Mobley, Scotty, and Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I think that's easily the consensus top three. It's a matter of how do we rank them? And I'm extremely yeah. biased towards two of the three. Mobley and, and Barnes. Yeah, and I don't know which one I'm more biased towards. <laughs> but it, I, there's a strong case for both of them, but Man, it's tough. It's like how I, I want to obviously give Mobley the, you know, he, he takes the cake, I feel like, for the defensive side of the ball. But even mm-hmm. still, Scotty's right up there with him with the way he plays. Yeah. Scotty's got the offensive side between those two, I think. But I'm going to go Mobley just out of, I, I ogled him all through when he played in college. So it's the only reason. It has nothing to do with the NBA. <laughs> As the rookie of the year shouldn't be, obviously. It's actually the word for best college player. Uh, I'm going to go with Scotty. I have a large bias since he's the future of my dynasty team. Um, 15, 8, and 4 for the 48 win 5 seed. Um, really, that really came on uh, at the end of the year on the play of him and Pascal. I think that uh, I think that his playmaking and his offense, like you said, Kyle, is just a little more important than what Mobley does on offense for the Cavs. And he's no slouch defensively, right? This is a man who can guard all five positions, which you know we covered in the NBA. So, all three of these guys have a bright future. Give me Scotty this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Sam this time, um, and but I'm going to go with Kyle's reasoning, uh, that being not a basketball-relevant factor, which is that I had the privilege of going to a Raptors game and seeing Scotty in person uh, one week ago, and it was lovely. And I think the Raptors asked him to do a little bit more than the Cavs asked Mobley to do. 100%. So, I think it's a little bit more impressive. Mobley, hey, however, is the defensive anchor for the Cavs, and they wouldn't have even sniffed the playoffs, I don't think, if it wasn't for his play. So, you know. Yeah. It's going to be – it's a crazy draft, dude. It's a crazy draft this year. Like, any one of these guys or someone we didn't mention, like Jalen Green, could end up being the best player in the draft even. We just don't even know. Mm-hmm. They, they all have bright futures. Uh, defensive player of the year. This was Draymond Green's award before he got injured. And now it's really a toss-up. Give me Jared Jackson Jr. personally. Uh, averaging 2.3 blocks per game. Leading the league, you might say. And you know he's that type of player that we love that can really switch onto a guard and not have a problem, right? Uh, he's great at switching onto smaller players. And he's a big reason why Memphis um, and their defense. You know, Ja's been out much of the year, but that stays steady and that's really vaulted them the second and a great record without Josh. So give me Jaron. Uh, I don't feel that strongly about it, but I'll take him. Yeah, I feel that. Um, it's been great to watch Jaron blossom from what we thought he was going to be when he came out and he kind of disappointed off the rip. I feel like, yeah. especially with all, you know, he had quite a few injury issues yeah, uh, early on in his career. But, yeah, I was between Jaron and Mikel. And since you picked Jaron, I'm going to go with Mikel Bridges just because he's another one of those players that I love. been talking about how great of a defender he is ever since he came into the league. Hasn't missed a game since high school. That has wow. nothing to do with this award, but he hasn't missed a, a basketball game since high school. <laughs> That's incredible. 
And he's another one of those players. Like he's not huge, but he can defend all positions and which is impressive for, for his size. His arms are huge. That's for sure. I mean, the man's arms stretch from here to Canada. Yeah. Fair. That's another plus one. Put in the books. <clears throat> yeah, I think there are a lot of good candidates this year. Like Marcus. Both Smart. of those are fair, but you obviously know I'm taking Marcus. <laughs> uh, best defense in the league. One of the biggest turnarounds that we've seen in recent memory of a team that was just disgusting to watch early in the season. Couldn't do anything. Lost every close game. Offense looked horrendous. No ball movement. To now being a team that doesn't even have close games because they beat everyone by 20. Um, and I think Marcus is a huge reason for that. And I thought it was Daniel Tice, but. Uh, well, certainly it was getting Schroeder off the team. I'll tell you that definitely helped. Terrible um, player. <clears throat> yeah. And I think it's kind of like there's a bunch of players who are big men who protect the rim. And I think Gobert probably has the best. I think Gobert probably has the best odds, you know, to win this award. I don't think and so, I, actually. I think people yeah. are sick of him, honestly. <laughs> right. I guess I am. my perspective is like, <laughs> if you're going to pick a rim protector, I think Gobert is the best one and people just pick someone else because of fatigue or uh, bias that has nothing to do with reality. Um, and so I guess I would say if you, if you don't want to vote for Embiid, then you should, like Kyle did, vote for a wing or a guard. Yeah. Why are we I not talking it's... about Giannis? Sam did yeah. say moments ago he's the best defender in the league and then didn't <laughs> mention him. So Their defense hasn't been that great this year. It just hasn't really translated. Um, it's not a team defense. I just mean like when he's locked. No, I just mean when he's locked in, I think he's the best defender. Like he just has the most tools and the most um, – he's just the best at it. But this year I don't think it necessarily has been his best representation of that. But I think he's he's up there in the top five or so. Um, also, you know what I think hurt him this year, too, is having no Brook Lopez back there. You know, it's harder to be that rover that he is without without Brook back there to defend the rim. I certainly Bobby Portis isn't the greatest rim protector in the league. Uh, let's move on to everyone's least favorite award. Most improved player. Honestly, fuck this award. <laughs> Nobody knows what it means. Can you even name me the most improved player from any of the last like 10 years? You're saying that because that's what they did on the mismatch the other day. So I could because I heard that podcast as well. I listened to that podcast. I don't remember who they said. That's how bad the word is. <laughs> uh, give me Ja, my boy, obviously. I like to call him Demetrius, which is his given name. But that's only when we're together alone. Uh, I don't know, you know. What does this even mean? He went from 19-4-7 to 27-6-7. Made the leap from, you know, like really, really good player to one of the best in the league. One of the top 10, obviously, by my All-NBA. So that's a huge leap. I don't know. I mean, his own teammate, Desmond Bain, might be a better candidate for this, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was maybe going to say Bain. I feel like the two things that I dislike about this award – is when players, when the people don't pick star players because, you know, they, they only leapt past a smaller number of players in the rankings because they were already fairly high the year before. But I think it's like, you know, Ja is a good choice because it is such a hard leap to jump into that stratosphere. And B, I don't like it when players, <clears throat> when people don't pick players in their second year just because they're, supposed to improve some players like, don't improve you're saying third year players aren't supposed to improve <laughs> what you stop at two <laughs> yeah so I, I think uh i think desmond Vane is a good choice being a, a second year player who made a huge jump from like basically end of the bench i don't know eighth ninth man to like integral part of 
Memphis Grizzlies, one of the best teams in the West, went from nine points a game to 18. Uh, he's shooting 43% from three this year. And he does a lot more, um, you know, playmaking, facilitating the offense than he did last year as just a spot-up shooter. So, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of good choices. What do you think, Kyle? Again, I don't know how, like, uh, should lottery picks be discounted because they are expected to be great to begin with? No. You don't believe so? Well, I tell you one player that's not getting most improved, and that's Anthony Bennett. So I don't know, like, you know. But he is <laughs> it doesn't improved. happen for everyone. No, I know, but he has improved too. But, I mean. Anthony Bennett, you think, is improved? Oh, Anthony out Bennett. Of the league? I'm <laughs> Anthony Bennett. <laughs> what am I talking about here? You're, you were thinking of Anthony Edwards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I want to say my boy, who you're going to – Correct me because I'm purposely going to call him Deontay Murray. Deontay, that's a great candidate. Why don't you say him? I'm going to. Good. <laughs> like he, you know, 15 and a half points per game to 21, five assists to nine assists per game. He had his career best year in steals per game. Like took the the Spurs back to the playoffs. Well play-in, I guess, tournament. He, he took them back to the postseason. Um, but again, this is one of those awards where it depends. It's more objective than subjective in terms of how you want to vote it. I think the biggest thing with DeJounte is, like, we know he was a great defender, and we know he's a great passer, and it's like, will he ever be able to even shoot enough to run an offense at the highest level. And now he's like a really good mid-range shooter, you know? Yeah, he's shooting like, 40, 46% from the field. Yeah. I will and say. Yeah. Anthony Bennett is averaging six points per game for Hopel Jerusalem in the Israeli Basketball League this year. Some may say so. Improved. I don't now, know. That's he, the kind of improvement he, you expect from a lottery pick. So not my <laughs> most. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Six. We can skip over six minutes. Tyler Hero. Although I do, I will say that on Tyler Hero's basketball reference, let's say one of his nicknames is Baby Goat, which is just a lamb, no? Or is it a kid? <laughs> I don't even know. Speaking of lambs. Apparently, Ben Simmons is wearing this, like, what appears to be all leather green suit. Not leather, and baby. It's all they lamb. asked him about it, and he said it's made of entirely lamb. Like, am I supposed to be impressed by that? You mean, oh, you're wearing a bunch of dead baby sheep or goats or whatever? Like, if, is that supposed to be sheep. good? Yeah, lamb is sheep, kid is goat. Okay. So we should start calling Tyler Hero the kid. DeJounte Murray's nickname is Baby Boy. Interesting. <laughs> Which is what my... <laughs> Suit is made out of. Uh, let's go on to uh, <laughs> <laughs> a suit made of baby boys. Jesus Christ, just tried to gloss that over. I got dark. Let's go on to um, all right. Last award, I swear, for our listeners. I don't even give a shit about these anymore either. Coach of the year, give it to Monty Williams, whatever. The yeah, Suns have 64 wins. They lock also do up. all this crazy off the ball shit, like flare screens and shit. No one else is trying that these days. So <laughs> give it to Monty, lock it up. All right. Here is the moment we've all been waiting for. NBA first round playoff preview. We're not going to go over uh, any of the two seven or one eight matchups, except for one, which I don't want to spoil because the playing games uh, are happening between when we're recording and when this posts. There's no really need for that. Uh, Wait, what would you be spoiling? I just meant spoiling for later in the podcast. Yeah. Try to keep up. So... (laughs) Let's go where the first matchup is the Bucks and our precious Bulls. Tough, tough break for us, Kyle. <laughs> um, these uh, also all these playoff series odds are from DraftKings. So DraftKings, once again, if you're listening, please sponsor us. We have literally dozens of listeners every episode. You could be breaking in of all over the set. world. <laughs> Belgium, you need to hit that Belgium market. 
although that might have been just Matt. We can't. We're not sure. Uh, the Bucks are minus one thousand in this series. The greatest favorite out so far, and that might not be high enough. I was gonna say uh, that's free. <laughs> y'all should hammer the Bucks sweep. Let me just give you that as a little tidbit right now. Uh, we can't. I'm sorry to say that the Bulls cannot defend Giannis. I mean, no one can defend we Giannis. Haven't we haven't had really the call, can't. Though, to defend him. We really can't defend Giannis because Lonzo Ball is out. Patrick Williams is just a baby. We don't have any big wings at all. Our biggest wing is DeMar DeRozan, and he's like the worst defender in the league. So we just don't have enough to throw at Giannis, unfortunately. Um, Also, another thing Bruno said on the pod today was that we haven't beaten Giannis since 2017. The Bulls haven't. (laughs) So maybe we sneak a game in because they're kind of looking ahead, but otherwise... Listen, unfortunate. I don't think they're looking ahead. Giannis came out the other day and said, we don't play with our food. So. Wow. I think just They're going right <laughs> for the 4-0 and looking for the extra rest before the next series. It's unfortunate, Kyle, but a good season nonetheless. I'm proud of us. Um, losing Lonzo and Cruz really killed us, but six seed is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Can't fault them. We made it. We, we've been asking for the playoffs for years. We're here. Yeah. We're just happy to be here. That's right. And it must be said the Bucks tanked to get us, <laughs> which they should have. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I I mean, that's just a great strategy by them. Uh, next series, we got Sixers and Raptors. This one is quite a bit more interesting. So the four-seed Sixers at the five-seed Raptors. The Sixers are only favored minus 180 on DraftKings. Um, Matisse Thybul. Can't play. Unvaccinated. Cannot play in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Rumor is actually swirling, Seth, that your boy Jalen Brown is unvaccinated. So certainly that's got to hit you hard. Yeah, I'm – I was shocked by that. And then – Does that mean he can't play in Brooklyn? Oh, no, they lifted that. Never mind. No. Yeah, it would just be Toronto. It's not going to affect us. Well – It affects you personally. (laughs) It affects me personally. We could see Toronto in the conference finals, I suppose. Um, yeah. It's interesting because the the official statement that he made was that because he's a vice president of the students of the student of the players association, uh, it's his duty, like not to disclose medical information. Yeah. So he could, it, you know, maybe I'm grasping at straws here. I think but it you could are. be just like part of <laughs> what he's trying to, you know, be a good representative of the players. Uh, but it seems very out of character for him to be unvaccinated. So kind of strange. But yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't strike me as the anti-vaxxer, but yeah, I don't know. Your banana picture is crooked. <laughs> yeah, fix that, please. Have some respect for the banana picture. Uh, but anyway, so there, that was some of the rumors that why Boston decided to take the two seed because once, they once decided. Milwaukee tanked to get us broke. Yeah. They basically did. Boston could have had the two or the four seed and they decided to play their starters and get the two seed most likely perhaps because they didn't want Jalen Brown to have to miss half the games of the Raptors. We speculate, we speculate. Uh, well, the Raptors are a bitch to play for anyone. Uh, especially for a team like the Sixers that doesn't want to get back in transition. Uh, they just run. They're, they're all arms. They're like a team of Akale Bridges. Uh, so it's going to be a tough matchup for Philly. I still favor them in this, but um, you can see by the betting line that this is no this is no cakewalk for the favorite. What do you think, Kyle? You you taking Philly in this series? No Bible for two games is tough. He's the anchor of that defense, obviously. We can't, I'll say it, we can't expect James to be on the best defensive level at all times anymore. What can you expect from him on offense, you think? Wait, wait we got to go back to his statement. He said we can't expect James to be on his best defensive. No, no, he didn't even say his. He said the best defensive level at all times. And I'm just wondering – when Anymore. he's even reached such a level, and has it ever been sustained? Go ahead, though. Was it just yeah. his game-winning block over OKC? That was the one moment of 
his prime defense. That whole series, he was <laughs> locked down, baby. That whole season, he was locked down. Uh, then the strip clubs came into play, and things went downhill from there. Um, it's, always, it's always tempting for him. You know, I'm going to be the contrarian that I am just because I like to see Embiid cry, and I really want to see him call out someone else on the team when they don't win. So I'm going to go with Toronto. Booting. Okay, what is going on right now? This Stop. is bullshit. Don't speak anymore. Kyle's just doing this to piss me off. <laughs> Don't because... speak anymore. You're not allowed to talk. <laughs> what are you talking okay? about? Mute him. Mute him. What? This guy, first of all, we all expected to pick Philly because James Harden is asking, or because of J- he loves James Harden. Then he picks Toronto. Thank God you muted him. Then he picks Toronto. Okay, and it's not because of James Harden. He says it because he wants to see Joel and B cry and blame someone else. What the hell does that mean? First of all, Joel just, Embiid is the, one of the greatest playoff players we have. Second of all, he never blamed anyone else. Ben Simmons blamed him for a series that he played terribly in. James Harden called out and blamed Ben Simmons. I'm inconsolable. So, <laughs> I just muted him again. <laughs> so, Kyle's just doing this so he has a way out when James Harden <laughs> shits on himself again like he does every year. And the Sixers lose, and then Kyle will be like, "Well, yeah, I picked I picked the Raptors." So, even though he's the biggest James Harden supporter ever, but is somehow not picking him when you know what they should have in his eyes, like two top five players in the league, right? Yeah. Why what the hell you... is this, Kyle? Kyle, take back your statement. I refuse. I want to see Joel Embiid cry. Why? You don't even. You're not even the one that hates Joel Embiid. No. What is going I... on here? Scotty, Fred, I love them too. Not as much as Harden, definitely. It's going to be a hard-fought series. I'm hoping for both teams to prevail, and that can't happen. So, in this instance, I'd like to see the crybaby cry. Why are you calling up a crybaby? Because of his outbursts. After losing last year, I well, he cried. That wasn't last year. That was two years ago on the Kawhi shot. Well, yeah, he cried there, and then he was okay, blaming he others out. for the loss last year. What well, I don't really think he blamed anyone for the loss. Did he not publicly he come did, out and say right. that Ben Simmons was the reason <laughs> they lost? He, I mean, he was. So. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm completely off Ben Simmons. Forget about him. Once he was. My son, my chosen one, my baby boy, and now he's dead to me. These things can change. I want, you know, you could say the same thing about Harden. It's a safe space here if you want to admit that right now. Why would I say that? <laughs> well, I noticed he didn't make your uh, all NBA teams. Okay. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who did, though? Robert Covington. You just forgot to mention it. Hey, that Robert had, had a career game. the other day. Yeah. He has it in him. So no one's giving him a chance anymore. And it's bullshit. I'm drafting a letter to the league and to the Clippers. I'm surprised it isn't already sent. Uh, all right. Well, we talk about Harden every podcast. So whatever. Seth, you're going to pick Toronto. We all know it. So just say it already. I picked Toronto. Thank you. All right. Next, <laughs> next we have. Let's just go over the one that I wouldn't spoil. Uh, Nets Boston. They got it and spoiled that. Am I right? Can you I don't imagine? Understand. You can't spoil <laughs> it. This isn't going to be posted until Friday. <laughs> but we know, we know who Boston's playing, which is Brooklyn, and we're not going to know the other ones. Yeah. So this is the this only podcast. play in. This is the only play in result we'll talk about because we just watched Brooklyn win. Um, Seth, your precious Celtics, the two seed playing the Nets. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. You know them all. Um. Are you picking the Celtics? Are you even like, I know that you say you're not worried, but are you even like the slightest bit worried that you don't have Robert Williams and you're playing the Nets? Um, Yeah, the slightest bit. Oh, yeah. my God. He's, I didn't even think he'd admit it. Kyle, he's quavering. <laughs> the fact that he's admitting anything. Yeah, that means he's really nervous. <laughs> no, it just means I'm honest, unlike some people on this podcast. Jalen Brown is unvaccinated and they might lose – to Brooklyn in the first round. It's all crumbling in front of his very eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 
we're just lashing out because we're about to get swept in the first round. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm still confident. And I wonder if another part of their decision to go for the two seed is that they feel maybe Rob will be back even in, in the first round. Um, there are rumors of that. But yeah, like you said before, I mean, at some point you are who you are. Like Brooklyn is the seventh seed for a reason. They just beat the Cavs who have been slipping precipitously mm. for months by like five in a must Not game. months. It's been about one month. All right. That's fair. <laughs> but it's not like the Cavs are some juggernaut. Like if Brooklyn is as good as their potential says they should be, that shouldn't have been a problem to beat the Cavs in a must-win game. Was so, it a problem? No, they won. Yeah, they won by like five. No, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, they looked good, but like the Cavs are not nearly as good as the Celtics. Yeah, so I, th- I think we're the better team. Um, I think the Celtics are confident. I think um, Tatum and KD could cancel each other out. And I think Brooklyn gives up at least 120 every game. And the Celtics never do. So, ultimately, I, th- I think that'll be what it comes down to. I'll probably pick Celtics in five. But I could see it going six. Kyle, just tell me we're going to pick the Nets. I'm torn on this one. Mm. I want to pick the Nets because of KD. But at the same time, it's like I had Jason Tatum as my MVP preseason. And now he's playing at an MVP level. And they have the best defense in the league. But Robert Williams out. There is no time, Lord. Time is left unchecked. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> and if you're going to, yeah. you know. Not Go ahead, check, I was going to say, if you're not going to check time, where are you? When are you? It's like not entering now. into the multiverse without a plan. Yeah. Not then. <laughs> Not never. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to pick Boston. <laughs> listen, I'm going to, yeah. But I'm going to pick them in seven just because I want Seth to be sweating out of all sweating. of his clothes. We want him I'm gonna be, sweating. Yeah, I'm going to be sweating regardless, but. <laughs> He's a sweaty man. Uh, I've been on this all year that the Nets are going to lose in the first round. Not all year, but at least until they've, once they've slipped. It's like last year with the Lakers. We're acting like a seven's going to beat a two seed, and a two seed is obviously the way better team. You know, we just come become so entranced with the star player on the other team. It's just not happening. Celtics in six. How do you feel that Jason Tatum's nickname is Taco J, though? Taco J? Yeah. I don't feel good about it. How do you get such a likes, nickname? Do you think he likes Taco John's a lot? Mm, ta- no way, right? Wait, what's I mean, Taco John's? Is that different than Long John Silver's? <laughs> and Papa John's? <laughs> it's uh, Taco Bell and Papa John's mixed together. I'm a treat. <laughs> all right, so we all got Celtics. All right, we have some interesting matchups in the West. Here we go. The number three Warriors versus the number six Nuggets. Warriors are a minus 250 favorite. We teased this earlier where we had some disagreement about who to pick in this game. There, are, there is a lot of uncertainty about this series. Uh, namely, is Stephen Curry, is he 100% healthy? We're going to have to assume no, right? Yeah. Um, Draymond looks like to back to his full self. Clay is starting to get his groove back. Had 40-something in their last game. Uh, and Jamal Murray, there are whispers on the street that he might be able to play in this series. Whispers. You know, if I get Jamal, any form of Jamal, I'm going to like the Nuggets a lot more than I do right now. With no Jamal, I think this is a pretty easy series for the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers. The Lakers, my God. No series would be easy enough for the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> I just think the Nuggets are a poor, poor basketball team propped up by Nikola. And as we discussed earlier, they have a sorry group. I mean, Will Barton's their second best player. So <laughs> you think you're going to beat the Warriors with that? I don't think so. So I, I favor the Warriors. If if Murray's not playing at all this series, I think Warriors in five. If Murray plays some, maybe we'll get six or seven. 
I think the Warriors win this series. I feel pretty confident. What do you guys think? I roll with Big Honey. I'm going to pick the Denver Nuggets. They've won really? three out of four matchups this season. Obviously, regular season doesn't even matter in this situation. However, it helps my case. So I'm going to use it. <laughs> It's so hard these days to know who played in which game when you look at the matchups, right? Well, I mean, I could tell you who played in each game if you'd like. Maybe pulled up, but... I wouldn't like that. I won't want to strain <laughs> you anymore. There was not a game, though, that the Nuggets played against the Warriors in which Steph, Clay, and Draymond played together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they um, didn't play together very much. This, uh, yeah. They played 11 seconds together. Like, oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah. It might not even happen again. Who knows with Curry? We don't know the extent of his injury, how much he's actually hurt. It's been Obviously. quiet, right? Yeah. It's been almost too quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Something's brewing. <laughs> uh, but, Seth, what do you think? Do you, you ride with Big Honey? I think I'm going to take the Warriors, but I don't feel as good as you do about it. I and I feel great, honestly. It's just, why it's just a health thing, and like Jokic is going to be the best player on the floor. You know, is is Steph going to be himself? Is is Clay going to be on? Is Clay going to be off? Yeah. Again, I believe in Clay above all, so I'm going to take <laughs> the Warriors for that reason. I think he's a Clay Anything else? <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't feel super confident. And I feel like there's usually Man. some kind of upset in the first round, and this might be it. I'm just telling you, I'm looking at a team uh, who has won three championships and has Steph Curry returning against a team that has Will Barton as the second-best player, and I'm not supposed to be confident? I'd argue it might be Monte Morris. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Like, come on now. I know Nikola's going to be a fucking dope in the playoffs like he always is, but his team is absolutely horrendous. Are they that horrendous, though? 17-win team without him. So I would say, yeah, that would be the worst. Yeah, but they're not playing year. without him. I know, I know. They're really bad, though. <laughs> Have you seen Bones Highland? I like Bones. We love Bones. I mean, I'm more of a skin guy usually, but I, I, I dig Bones. You have a jacket full of children's skin. In Lowland? (laughs) (laughs) We knew this. Christ. The FBI is watching this right now. Oh, my God. They should be. (sighs) Um, All right. The Mavs versus the Jazz. This one, I mean, we can't even say because Luca had a cast. That's also very quiet. The only reason we know is because someone – Saw him coming out of a hospital, I'm pretty sure, with a boot. Yeah, who was that, by the way? <laughs> Whose man's is staking out the hospital, waiting for these NBA players? <laughs> Luca was seen in a walking boot, which, you know, sometimes you just need one. For a max of, like, 20 seconds. And uh, <laughs> he has a calf strain. I mean, what is a calf strain, really? You know, like, it could be bad, could be fine. I think if he's even mildly hampered and no more, I'm pounding the Mavericks. If he's injured and out for the series, I have to pick the Jazz, obviously. But it's so hard to say right now, right? I was was waiting to absolutely fade the Jazz into next season before this injury. I was like, I don't even give a shit who they're playing in the first round and picking against them. I've never been a Jazz truther, to be honest, and I feel like you guys kind of have. No, we just have to defend Rudy Gobert because you act like he's, once again, Anthony Bennett. How upset would you be right now <laughs> if I picked Utah to win this series because of the defensive effort by Rudy Gobert? Seth, mute him! Mute him! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. That was good. I mean, listen, if Luka's healthy, they can do the same thing they did last year. I have tears. <laughs> I'm going to pick Dallas in six. <laughs> if Luca's healthy, give me, give me Mavs in six. If Luca 
is Lucas Hobble give me Mavs in seven? Under no circumstances will I even utter the words <laughs> jazz in any sort of game <laughs> on this podcast. Seth, do you do you happen to disagree? I am am undecided currently, but I might pick the Jazz. Thank you for that insight. This is why we go to him, you know? <laughs> I think I think these teams are closer than you think they are, Sam. I think the Jazz are extremely desperate. And I think if Dallas loses, they can always have – now they have that fallback of, well, Luka wasn't healthy, <clears throat> so next year's our year. Whereas if the Jazz lose, it's DEFCON 1, you know, blow it up. So they're going to be desperate to show that they're not just an average playoff team. And that might be enough against a, a team with Luka, who knows what, potentially out, hobbled. We'll see. I feel like I almost feel like this series is like a trap series where everyone's going to pick the Mavs, but the Jazz actually win. That being said, I'm not going to fucking say it. Not a chance. I did say it. Yeah, but now you have to live with the results. I can't wait until yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie puts the Dallas Mavericks on his back. <laughs> hey, you know what? I got to admit I was wrong about Spencer. I'm a big man. I can admit when I'm wrong. Spencer's been great for them. As I knew he would. For Towns, we shouldn't talk about. about. <laughs> I was not wrong about him. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh man, Davis for Towns or Anthony Bennett? Who you got? Mm. And the Israeli. Neither could jump otherwise. over a piece of paper. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's sign off so we can watch the rest of this Clippers Wolves game. I'm taking guys- Towns in that situation because he at least attempts three pointers. In what situation? One of the really? Bennett. <laughs> yeah, Bertans versus Anthony Bennett. Like one on one? I mean, yeah. Either way. Actually, I don't know. Well, Bertans one of them's can't... in the NBA. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still thinking about taking Anthony Bennett over him. <laughs> uh, all right, who you guys got in this Clippers in this Clippers T Wolves game? Who are you favoring? I actually, uh, I'm I'm going Clippers. I have Clippers winning this one too. The Clippers are up by five, so <laughs> naturally I'll take T Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's first quarter. Um, give me the Wolves. Give me the Wolves. I just think that veteran guile of Ty Lue and, and the Clippers wins out. Would be fun to see the T Wolves though. All right, any anything you want to sign off off of our NBA playoff Palooza? One of our best pods, I'd say. Like, that's think, not saying much. I think we have to give a shout out to the two ACT takers from the fantasy mm. football league. Mm. Nick Merlina for scoring one point higher than just putting your name on the ACT. <laughs> and Ben for having a career performance and outperforming his high school years after not looking at a math problem for nine years. Scored a 31. Nick it's scored a 19. <laughs> This is a lesson, kids. Do not stay up drinking until 3.30 a.m. the night before your ACT. Or You heard it here first. 